Hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show, episode number 139. My voice is pretty much back to normal. Thank you very much for missing me and wanting me back. Because <laughs> now you got me and you're stuck with me. That's what you get. <laughs> now, let's just jump right into it. I was doing some research for this episode for something that I'm going to be doing in the future. And I started noticing I was seeing interviews about the slap. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And I'm going, oh, this must be an old interview because there's no way in the world, you know, the day after Thanksgiving that somebody's going to be talking about. And it was a, it was a new interview. And I was like, well, there's only one interview. I mean, maybe this one. And it was another. I'm like, oh, what are all these interviews now? And I'm looking down and these are fresh interviews. You're still talking about that? I don't even think Chris Rock and Will Smith are still talking about that. But people are still bringing it up because I guess it still gets clicks. It still gets views. Still talking about the Oscar slap. Do you think it will affect Will Smith's career? Do you think it will affect Chris Rock's career? Well, we all kind of forgot about it until you brought it back up is what I'm thinking, right? But the thing is, people are thinking about it. And every time you see one of their faces, it automatically goes back to slap night, right? Because then and then when it goes back to slap night, people put up memes and put up jokes in the slap night, slap night, slap night. But your boy here, S. Anthony Thomas, your boy, your boy, upon returning with his voice restored, I have the solution. I have something that will solve the problem that will erase that. Well, it won't erase the Oscar slap. But if the Oscar slap is a balloon, this would poke some holes in it and at the very least shrink the size of the balloon because that slap is always going to be here because we live in the land of the Internet and the Internet is the brain of the world. It's the storehouse of everything. It will always be there as long as these guys are known entities. It will be there. But I have the solution to poke holes in the balloon. To sink the battleship. I have the answer. Would you like to hear it? Of course you would. That's why you keep listening to this crap. So here comes the S. Anthony problem solving skills on display. This is what they could do. Now picture Will Smith doing a video, right? He's doing a video, you know, like a positive video. And then he kind of turns it a little bit and goes, look, a lot of people don't think my apology to Chris was good enough. And I, I really want to take this time. And I hope that Chris will take this apology because I really am sorry. And he goes through all of this crap, some positive crap. And he keeps turning and talking about how he's really sorry about Chris. And then what happens is Chris Rock comes busting in the room like the Kool-Aid man. Okay, he won't be dressed as a Kool-Aid man, but you get the point. He comes busting in and he goes up to, to Will and he goes, hey, man, I can't believe you did that. I thought we was cool. And then Will apologizes to him and he goes, that's not good enough. He goes, well, what do you need? He goes, stand up, buddy. And then he backs up. He walks up to him forcefully and slaps the crap out of Will Smith. Now, it could be a real slap or a fake slap. It really doesn't matter. Most likely will probably be, be a fake slap because you know, Chris don't want to get his ass whipped, but you understand what I'm saying. But we'll go with a fake slap, right? Will oversells the slap and he looks back and Chrissy goes, are we cool now? And Chris goes, well, and as he's doing that, Jada walks in and busts in like the Kool-Aid woman. Bow. Okay. She's not dressed like the Kool-Aid woman. She just walks in and she comes busting in and she goes, oh, wait a minute, Chris. And then Chris goes to Will. Okay, we're cool. And then Jada goes, well, come in. And she goes, come in. And she walks up and slaps the crap out of Chris. I would say probably a fake slap, but it could be a real slap because he's really tiny. It really doesn't matter. And he goes, ah, and then Will says, we cool. And Chris goes, yeah, we cool. And then Jada goes, you know what? We're also cool. And they all look at each other for a couple of seconds and they go, eh, and then they walk off in all their separate directions, right? 
Now, I would actually write it in a funny way. I would turn it into a comedy sketch. This is just me spitballing here. I would write funny jokes that go along with it. But here's the thing. If they actually did that, even if they did just the bones of the idea, just the way I said it without me actually putting jokes in it, it would break the Internet. It would kick the Internet's buttocks. It would rip the game. It would be the double viral. They would actually have to come up with a new term. It would be so viral. It'd have to name the term after me because it's my idea. They'll say, hey, that didn't just go viral. That went S. Anthony. <laughs> I injected myself in there too much, didn't I? <laughs> well, it's my podcast, my story. Shut up back to me. Right. But think about it. Every time, every blog would play that. World Star Hip Hop would play that. The Shade Room would play it. Every place that plays these videos would play it. It would blow up on YouTube. It would blow up on TikTok. It would blow up on Twitter and Facebook. Every place. Reddit, it would blow the hell up. It would go S. Anthony, which is more than viral. <laughs> I'm really going to try to get that going. You're not going to help me with that. Are you going to stick with viral? <laughs> Y'all stink. Back to me, right? And what would people be talking about? They'd be talking about that. And you'd hear a lot of and all the comments would be, you know, I'm really glad they squashed that beef, man. You know, because to have two brothers that just fighting like that, it's just, I'm just glad they squashed that beef. And that's what everybody would be saying. And it would crush all of that. Now, does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. It would be fantastic and the beef would be done. And every time that video came up in a search, you would also get a video of them squashing the beef. That's what you would get. Because there's a lot of things with his beef. Because beef is nothing but toxicity in the first place. And there's a whole lot of toxic relationships to go around. We all probably have at least one toxic relationship around us. Everybody says, and you hear people talking about this, they'll go, you know, you are the sum the average of the five people you're around the most, right? And they act like people just randomly stand around you and you go, excuse me, guys, you have a collective bad attribute that I could absorb and then exhibit in every aspect of my, of my life. As a matter of fact, we all have exactly the same horrible attribute that won't destroy your life, but will lessen, lessen its impact. Well, and I'm going to absorb it and display it every time I can. Fantastic. What's our negative attribute? Well, our toxic attribute is... <laughs> self-sabotage well that sounds good i think i'll have it no that's not how it works when you have toxic relationships you don't have five random people do that you pick people around you that are just like you if you're a self-sabotaging piece of crap you're going to have a bunch of self-sabotaging pieces of crap around you because the people who want to win and win and when at life aren't going to want to be around your self-sabotaging buttocks. Why? Because when people self-sabotage and they're attached to you, it is no longer just self-sabotage. It's just sabotage. And you also get sabotaged when no, those punks sabotage themselves. Say you're the kind of person that's very, very punctual. When you go to a place, you are there. I'm punctual. You go on time, which is why a lot of my friends realize even to this day, I tend to be in the car by myself because I will not ride with other people. Because when I say I'm going to be someplace, I'm there. I tend to get places a little bit early. Why? Because I don't want to be late. The last time I let a comic drive me someplace, we were going to a gig I'm supposed to be headlining the gig and I got this punk on the show and I'm supposed to be there. Now, if the show's an hour and 45 minutes, 
I'm doing an hour. The two opening acts are carving up the 45 minutes. The MC is doing 15 and the middle is doing 30 and I do an hour at the end. If I don't show up, you don't have a show. They can't do amount, the amount of time I'm going to do. And the person who was in the middle of the show was in the car driving me to the gig, which means an hour and a half of an hour and 45 minute show was in this chump's car. And we almost didn't show. The MC's on stage and they're looking they're going, well, S. Anthony's always on time. I hope they're thinking I'm in a car accident somewhere where, you know, so, or stranded by the side of the road. But the only problem I had was the person driving the car was a piece of crap who's late and always showing up late and you can't show up late if i'm most of the show punk i ran out of air because i was angry <laughs> right so the mc's on stage and i'm looking at my watch i know the mc's doing 15 minutes they started the show and we're literally running up the steps and they hear us i'm yelling up the steps we're here we're here and the mc's on stage so anyway um you know, so what do you do for a living? And you can hear the audience like, you know, that murmur of like, what the hell is going on? This guy was funny for 15 minutes and now he kind of sucks because the guy only had 15 minutes and now we're on minute 18. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, boy, I tell you, boy, uh, marriage is uh, tough, right? That's what it sounded like. We're running up the steps. We're here. The feature comes running into the room. He waves. The MC goes. Anyway, this next guy, and he gets the hell off the stage. And then the 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 person with me goes up there and does a great job. And of course, I go up there and. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to brag. <laughs> yes, I do. I ripped the game. Yeah, that's right. But the thing was, I thought it was an anomaly. I thought well, this was just like a one time. That's why I wasn't really that angry at him because it, from what it seemed, it seemed like a series of circumstances happened that made us late. So it wasn't a toxic trade. It was just a bad problem. But then I started noticing there were other shows where he would always show up late. And it was because he was a lazy knucklehead and a little bit of a self. He's not doing, by the way, he doesn't do stand up anymore because people got tired of his ass. He was self-sabotaging. Now, what if I decided to take him with me on the road and I was showing up late places all of a sudden because I was headlining, people would say that, it, you know, S. Anthony used to be one of those guys that showed up on time and was real respectful, but now he's real late. They would be blaming me. His toxicity would have worn off on me and would have damaged my reputation, which is to be professional and to be on time. So I couldn't be around this guy anyway. I didn't mind working on shows as long. I mean, well, he wasn't on shows that I booked, but I mean, I didn't mind having him being on the show I was on because I can absorb, I can do his time if he didn't show up. But, but, but his toxic trait would have worn off on me. You ever date somebody that gets in the fights or have a friend that gets in the fights all the time? Right? I had a friend of mine is. Uh, was this his girlfriend or his wife? I'm trying to remember. This is quite a while ago. It's got like 30 something years ago. I can't remember if it was his girlfriend or his wife, but his significant other was a very aggressive lady, right? She was the kind of lady that you would hear commotion and then you'd hear, and my boyfriend will, oh, boyfriend, she was his boyfriend, and my boyfriend will kick your, and she would, and he's sitting there going, I just wanted some potato wedges. <laughs> we just, we just wanted to watch some football. And, and eat some, you know, buffalo wings and potato wedges. You know, you get a bunch of couples together in their 20s. And all you, want. you just want to sit there, watch the game, talk some crap, eat that crap that, that you eat at the bar, have some beers. Well, I didn't have, I don't, I don't drink alcohol, but which is why I was always a designated driver, those slick 
piece of crap. And uh, you know, and, and my boyfriend okay, girl. And you you find out that the person didn't really even do anything. The lady was just basically picking fights at random, almost, right? So he's been in a bunch, and this and this particular time he's in a bunch of tussles. He can handle himself, but I mean, he's got to you know get in the fist fights because this lady. You know, if somebody accidentally bumped her elbow with their elbow while they were walking by, she wants to stab people and beat him up and kill him. And he's got to go and whoop people's butts or get his butt whooped or some crap like that. And I can't get let him get his butt whooped. So if I see somebody whooping his butt, I got to go over there and whoop that dude's butt. But what if I can't whoop that dude's butt? And the other dudes go, hey, and the other guy's whooping my friend's butt. And all of a sudden, we're all, everybody's whooping everybody's butt. Why? Because she got her elbow touched by accident. Toxic trait. Most people will go, oh, somebody bumped into my elbow. When people bump into me when I go places, I don't even acknowledge. If it's, if it's my fault, I'll go, excuse me. If they bumped into me, I don't even acknowledge the bump. I don't care. And if they don't say excuse me in the back of my mind i'm be thinking we could have said excuse me but i'm not gonna go well you could have said excuse me and then all of a sudden i'm rolling on the ground with somebody over some crap that i could have just forgotten about like those dopes that start shooting at people's cars because they got cut off in traffic yeah you shot at this lady's car because you got cut off in traffic and now you're doing 20 years in jail and people are bumping into you but it ain't the kind of bump you want if you understand what i'm saying and if you don't understand what i'm saying i'm implying that he's getting beaten up in prison just for if anybody happens to be an idiot not the other thing you thought i meant because i don't that's gross stop that <laughs> you sick people but you can't have the toxic trait around you Right. So when you saw Will flip out and he did flip out because you don't run up on stage and smack somebody on a live program when you're trying to win an Oscar and you don't curse twice when you're a professional in television, you have a toxic trick. There's something going on there that made you wig out. And he didn't really slap Chris Rock. He slapped the Internet. He had a toxic relationship with the internet, people were attacking him and he took it to heart. He probably paid too much attention. He had to listen again and again and again. And he had a toxic relationship with internet trolls. And if you're on the internet long enough, you're going to have a toxic relationship with internet trolls. I have internet trolls every once in a while. I just don't give a crap. And they get bored with me. I'll put it to this way. This is when Twitter was new. I put out an innocuous tweet. I mean, literally... You, I can't, it's so innocuous, I don't remember what it was. And somebody took it the wrong way. And if you read the tweet and you've gotten past the fourth grade, you would realize how unbelievably innocuous the tweet was. The tweet was so innocuous that when the person attacked me, I thought that they were setting up a joke where they would go attack, 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 attack. And then they would, you know, like Emily Latella on Saturday Night Live, where she would miss, in, she would miss something, she didn't misunderstand something. And then she'd realize it was a really bad misunderstanding and she'd go, never mind. I thought uh, uh, there's a bunch of young people in the audience going, do we have to do research to all your references? Well, shut up, you young punks. I explained what I meant. I said that she misunderstood something and then she realized she misunderstood it and said, never mind. You don't have to know the show to get that reference, dagnabbit. Back to what I was saying. And the guy is attacking me. I'm waiting for I'm thinking it's a joke. And I realized, no, he's actually attacking me for something innocuous. And then he goes, and you people always fight. And I'm trying to figure out what he mean by you people. And I'm sitting there going, is there a group of people that are attacking you that are wearing the same clothes I'm wearing? What are you talking about? And he just assumed because I have a different um, religion. No, not religious. I'm not really a religious guy. I have a different. He perceived me to have a different 
uh, political bent than him. He thought I was going to call him names and fight him. And I said, did I say anything negative to you? And he goes, no, but you people. I said, once again, you're saying you people. I'm an individual. I said something in the ether. You, who is not following me and who I'm not following, you chose to come to attack me. And then you were preparing for me to attack back. And I have no interest in doing that because, not to be rude, I really don't care about your opinion because the way you introduced yourself to me and validated your opinion to me because you're irrationally reacting to something that is innocuous. Go back, read my tweet, and see if you still feel the same way. Read it without an implicit bias. Obviously, back then it was 140 tweets, 140 characters, so that was quite a few tweets I had to use <laughs> to make that statement. He goes back, and I'm thinking he's not going to say anything. He reads the tweet, and then he apologizes. I'm sorry, man. I just thought that, you know, that, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I thought that the big, 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 and he apologized. I said, not a problem. I said, you know what? I'm gonna delete all my stuff. I'm gonna delete my thread. I'm gonna leave my original tweet because I didn't do anything wrong. I would suggest you delete. I'm gonna delete all my responses to you, and you should probably delete all your responses to me. Because you don't want a record of make of, of misrepresenting what I said and also what's going to make you look kind of bad. We agreed. I deleted mine. He deleted his. It was over. Now, what if I had a toxic relationship with Internet trolls? This was quite this is like the beginning of Twitter, like well, not the beginning of Twitter, the beginning of me on Twitter, which is pretty close to the beginning of Twitter. I mean, Twitter was around probably three years before I started go going on there. And um, so I've been there since 2009. And so we still been yelling, man, and another thing. I know this is the 48,620th tweet that I'm saying something about your mama, but your mama. Oh, yeah. I don't remember why we're still arguing because it's been 12, 13 years. I don't remember why we're still arguing, but still your mama. Right. But I did not have a toxic relationship and I refuse to have a to toxic relationship with Twitter. I refuse to have a toxic relationship with friends. I refuse to be in a romantic relationship that's toxic unless she's really hot. <laughs> I meant I won't do it. <laughs> I should probably cut that part out because that's going to sound bad. I'll let the editors do it, even though the editor is me. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I don't have that kind of time. I'm just going to leave that in. Shut up, y'all. Don't judge me. So what I'm saying, folks, on my return is just if you see, like they said, you're the sum of the five people you're around the most and you pick and choose who's around you for the most part don't you if you have people around you that are dragging you down making you feel bad ask yourself how you feel when you know a person's going to show up or how you feel when you're around that person are you happy and having a great time and bouncing around the world and then you're around that you're around that person they drag you down now, I'm not talking about someone that's having a bad time and they need to vent. That's a whole different thing. You could have the nicest, most healthy person in the world and have a time period in their life where things are going bad and they need to vent. And it's your job as a friend to listen to that crap and support them until they go back to normal. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who every single time you're around them, everything sucks. They drag you down. You feel more worn out after being with them than you do after a weight, a, a weight workout at the gym or a long run. 
Or what about the you have five people around you like that and everywhere you turn in your circle of friends, you got a bunch of negative people are pains in the butt to drag you down everything stinks and sucks and bites they're all toxic with everything and everything stinks you don't need that crap so you got to get rid of those people because i got rid of the overwhelming majority of those drag you down everything stinks type folks i actually let them i actually let them get rid of themselves you know how you get them even if you don't want to go listen get away from me because you might not want to do that you know how you get rid of people like that no matter what they do, succeed anyway, because the moment you start succeeding and succeeding and winning and succeeding and taking care of business, they're not going to want to be around you as much. Right? You don't have to be obnoxious about it, but just start winning and focus on winning. Right. And be really cool with the way you describe how you win. Don't be obnoxious with it. Don't be rubbing it in people's face. But try, in fact, try to encourage them to be more positive. And they'll start to not be around as much. And once people get into the habit of not being around, the habit becomes not being around and then they're gone. Because that's how I got rid of some people. No need to have toxic people around you, my friends. Stay away from the toxic people who are big pains in the buttocks. Folks, episode 139 is concluded. Thank you very, very much for coming back. Much love to every last one of you. Yes, the voice is back. I, I sound like myself again. Thank you very much. Much love to you all. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this podcast, and you do, do me a favor and please rate and review it on whatever podcast you're listening to it on, whether it's iTunes or whatever else. Five stars, please. And if they don't have a six star Tell them they need a six star because this show's that good. Recommend this show to whatever friends you think will enjoy it. And if you want to reblog, repost, whatever that crap is, send it out to as many people as you can. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Much love to you all. And I will see you again next time. Okay. Thank you. Take care.